Good morning. It's 7.38 on my end. I hope everyone was having a good week so far. It is now Thursday. Hmm. Time is flying. Literally. Wow. Like I said, I feel like I'm living in a twilight zone in this little town or district or whatever the hell you want to call it. There's been a lot of rumors when I first came here that it's like, ooh, why would you want to go there? Or before they used to have outlets here, but, you know, ironically they closed them down because people kept using the five-finger discounts. (laughs) All right, so um, I know I feel like I'm dwelling on the past, but in July, I was illegally intimidated out of my home. They had a constable put a note on my door on the 14th, and I was supposed to be out on the 27th. Usually, I always pay and stuff like that, but... I don't understand how they can go to court without me or we have to set up another court date if I wasn't able to show up because the judgment that she put against me was definitely not the right one. These people are so money hungry or I feel like I'm expandable in many ways. Like, how could they have done that? Well... I mean, I've been a good Samaritan, I've been a good citizen, I've followed all the different rules for programs. Um, well, first, I drop, I put everything in storage, panicking-wise, because I knew something was going to happen. And ever since then, I've looked at apartments, houses perhaps in with um, coalitions or whatever. I was waiting for a phone call back. Dropped off excess papers so they can have it on my file. Located it in other departments. Some told me they weren't opening up until after December. I know we're in March now. But I'm like, technically, y'all gonna... By the time you call me back or by the time we have a conversation, you're going to tell me you have no more funding. Because you have done funded half the people in the city already. Either in a hotel or with half their rent and stuff like that. I'm like, they're like, well, if you find someone that will rent to you, we'll pay some of your rent and stuff like that. Right now, some people are... Most agencies or property management places are saying you cannot have a judgment, like eviction or anything, under your name within the past five years. We want you to be making $3,000 or more. You have to make three times the income of the rent. They want security. They want like $70 possibly for a background check or after you see the apartment or the house you do an application fee after you fill it out 
and I've been seeing all of them, commenting on them, telling them what I think, and they're like, oh, we found someone else that qualifies, sorry. So does that mean I'd have to find a roommate and someone I would trust that we can live in the same vicinity together and they won't you know, do anything weird or crazy, or they'll actually be paying their half of the rent, too. Reaching out to family members doesn't make a difference. I have none in the same state, none in this city. And I've always kind of, like, stood my ground. I called this one place called Midpen Legal. Pretty much, they don't work for for the people, in my opinion, they're just like a hoax, or they pick and choose. During quarantine, they were closed. They were only doing via messages or telephone. They're so backed up in the city with cases, in my opinion, that, well, you couldn't leave a message. Their answering machine was full. And they didn't have a secretary or operator picking up the phone, relaying messages like some other places did. The woman I spoke to had the nerve to tell me, she said, well, if you would have stayed in the apartment, we would have been able to help you, possibly. But we don't help those kind of cases. You have to find a different lawyer to um, try to get your security back or fight for pain and suffering, things of the such. That's hilarious. And then she told me that they were open. <laughs> so what a bunch of bull. So. When I spoke to this one other woman at a different agency, she had the nerve to tell me that when I spoke to her the day before that I was telling her I was staying with friends and stuff like that, I said, no, I have no friends. I have no family over here. I said, I've been either in my car, um, paying for a hotel if I can, or asking some people if I can rent the room or whatever, and then when it gets down to it, it's like, no, they want more, they want something else, and I'm starting to say, like, where are you from that you think you could even have the nerve to say that to me? Excuse me once I got to blow my nose. <laughs> oh, well, that was nothing. Hmm. I don't have COVID, by the way. I'm safe and fine. And, um... Yeah, I just don't understand it. But they can't put me anywhere. I I can't. I pretty much have to find someone who will will run to me. So that seems like a big X mark or X and question mark. Because I'm like, what the hell have I been doing for the past few months? And I told them. One lady gave me, I'm not going to say her name. But she gave me a number to people who, to someone who rents out for them. And 
The gentleman never called me back. It was just ring, 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 voicemail. Hmm. So, it starts to make you feel like you're hopeless. Fill out application to see if I can um, possibly get maybe a rent, um, like a loan. But I don't have a computer right now. And I guess I've been driving myself a little loca by trying to locate my past accounts. Especially when I had my Wells Fargo. And when I contacted them, they said, you didn't have an account, ma'am. We see one thing from 2019, and I'm like, I didn't think you guys expunged out types of stuff when I'm still in my lifetime. Like, I didn't die. Well, I did, but I'm here. But I'm like, my son, my daughter, they had accounts when the last recession or Obama care happened I couldn't get a loan from them but I was direct depositing all my bank account like my checks into my account I was taking care of people and I've also had some companies where they didn't pay me on time so I can't always explain that to my landlord like hey look um since these people didn't fill out their paperwork properly, I'm getting paid, and I'm getting paid pretty much both checks at the end of the month. Would you be able to accept that? I can give you this much rent and next month. But did you hear what I just say? I just said, technically, most landlords aren't going to, you know, think that's smooth or be like, oh, you're trying to get over on me. But then the one company I worked for, Public Partnerships, they, the consumer was able to make and like pick their own aids, nurses, stuff like that. Um, the one gentleman I worked for specifically, he wasn't, I, I don't know, I pretty much was his like, nurse and stuff but he was picking other people on his roster I had no problem with it because I couldn't do all the hours I still had a family and I was burning myself out but he was doing things out of spite to like women who weren't qualified sometimes and he was looking for I guess someone to spend the rest of his life with and that definitely wasn't the case on my end so um, yeah, that was the end of that. Also, I had, you know, things, at, well, there was one time I actually had to stay at his house for, like, about a week or two, because I got, um, we had to relocate out of our other apartment and find another one. Funny thing is that... When I'm at these apartments and houses, I don't mess them up. I don't, I'm not a bad tenant or anything. I actually try to enhance the place in a good way, fix the floor, or ask them if we can um, do something, I'll ask permission. 
and I guess even when they find out that it's just me in the house and no man, or just me and kids, it's like, okay, well, she's expandable, or we're going to raise her rent, or, you know, um, can you find another place to live that would be cheaper for you or something? Because I'd rather move a bigger family here where I can charge them more rent or something. And I'm like, who's to say that I cannot have my own house? I know how to take care of all of the utilities. I know how to take care of the maintenance of the house. Um, I even like to have a garden. Well, I actually, with the one house that I had in 2018, up in 2018, I uh, was supposed to be doing a rent to own with this one. But... There's a gentleman that I know who's an electrician as well, too. And he was supposed to be like a partner or a friend. Pretty much just like a partner. I'm wondering if this man was kind of racist in a lot of ways because he actually didn't really help. Especially after his um, father passed away. He felt like he didn't really have to do shit for me anymore. And I didn't mind that. That's okay. But I know there was something hidden behind that because technically, I know they still have some things that are mine. There were some books I saw, and I'm like, those look, those books look familiar. No, those aren't yours. Those are my mother's. But yet he handed me a bookcase in my last apartment that I was like, wow, I haven't seen that since like 2013. Or, like, you know, where'd you, where was it? Where's it been? Now, I'm not going to say I'm a hoarder, but I do, like, I have an issue with shopping. I like to buy things for myself. Um, Before, when I had my children, they didn't, they weren't on support, their fathers, so... I always stay made sure I had like two jobs or something because I'm like, this check's for me, this check's for them, this one's for rent and miscellaneous things. And I would reward my kids with um, like gifts and money whenever they would do good things in school. If you got an AIDS today, man, what kind of smoothie do you want? Or what kind of salad? What do you want for dinner? Or what do you like, what would you like to do? Because you did exactly what I told you to do. And you aced it. And you know why? Because, not just because I told you to do it, but because you were smart enough to actually ace this test. I might have pushed you a little bit, told you to study some more and things like that, but at the end of the day, you got that A. And now you can either pick out a toy or we can go to whatever restaurant or something. I used to take my kids out with me to restaurants. Either if I celebrated, had something to celebrate, like a new job, um, a new certificate or accomplishment or something. Um, I wasn't too dependent on the man or anything. I would just be like, hey, we're going out to dinner. You know, and we were going to a restaurant or something. Even though we're minorities, 
I realize there's a lot of racism. And I'm not going to just say, I mean, well, you get it in more places than others. But in Pennsylvania, this is like a Commonwealth state, so they still have old ethics, old laws, things like that. They even have some city officials who've been abusing their power or their chair in office for longer than expected. And there needs to be a change. Because sometimes, if they're not reevaluated by a therapist or um, if they're, you know, more biased against a certain race or a certain type of cases and stuff like that, you can't be a judge, okay? Because that's like a form of, um, um, like a conflict of interest in a way. Like, oh man, well, back in the day, something happened to my child or something happened to this, so you know what? I'm making sure all black men go to jail or I'm making sure every man in this situation or woman, they lose their kids or whatever. It's like, I noticed that they like to adopt out the good-looking ones or if you have a great-looking child or something and you don't seem like you can support yourself, they take your child or they make you do all types of things that is kind of ridiculous. And um, in this city, I almost did it twice, actually. It's another reason why I was wondering if they didn't like me. Years ago, I got my baby boy back. And they had the nerve to tell me in domestic relations. Okay, you got him, but you still have a balance of $5,000. So until you pay that, you can't have your child. I said, excuse you? I just came out of court and they said that I can have my child. I'm here pretty much so you guys can expunge everything because he's back in my custody. They're like, no, ma'am, you have arrears. And we put all these on you because you were the only one that did what you had to do. Talk about uh, getting rewarded for jumping through all of your hoops. And I try to do interstate transfer. I try to do all types of stuff. Um, I did services in another state and in this state. Um, I had, um, it was just so much. I even had a PFA in New Jersey and they made me take it off in Pennsylvania if I wanted longer visits with my child. So in my opinion, they traumatized the shit out of me. And, I mean, it was more like, yes, massa, yes, massa, I'll do whatever you say. Anything you tell me, just just give me back my baby, please. That's it, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Anything. I even had a caseworker that I had, I had got this one piercing called a Monroe. It's like right above your lip. It looks like the Marilyn Monroe, um beauty mark and she had the nerve to ask me why did I get that done and 
I looked at her like, why are you asking me that question? What I do with my body is none of your business. And you cannot judge me on my appearance or anything like that. If I'm doing everything you're asking me to do, let's go on to another question or another subject. You're just like judging me. You're being judgmental. And the funny thing is that these motherfuckers, I did everything to get them. I even had a car, was in a car accident where I slipped, I had like a slip disc in my back. And, um, well, it was a few parts of my back that was messed up on the lower end, in the middle. And I also had a miscarriage in a car accident. I didn't get all the money that I had, I was supposed to get, I guess because my lawyer was probably so, you know, gun-ho on money or whatever, but, I mean, I, then again, I wasn't too sure about what to do. I signed a check from Progressive and got it, and he told me, well, you're still going to physical therapy, but I guess you can't get anything else. I'm not really remembering everything too much, but I know that once I signed for his check or something, he got his 25000 and that was it. I didn't really hear from him ever again. And when I tried to contact the firm, because I've been backtracking, contact the firm, he retired in 2016. And... I asked the secretary, well, who's taking his cases from now on? Because whatever caseload he had, there has to be another lawyer that would be looking over them or things like that. And she didn't give me an answer. But I did get the printout as far as, um, I think I got the email. I can go to the actual office and get the whole, all the papers. There's supposed to be a lot. When I was back in like 2007, 2008. Now, I've been a nurse. I've done activist work out here as well for youngsters and battered women. I'm tired. I've tutored my kids. Um, I could actually tutor others and stuff. I volunteered to try to do that once, but in my opinion, they need to be giving more things to the children in this inner city or this county instead of taking away from them. They closed it all of this down. I know it's expensive to keep them open, but when the city has like six to seven point six point seven tax, or I think it went up, um, you guys have enough funding, you have enough money to keep these things open, to have programs. And in my opinion, judges, if you have a juvenile in your court and you see what he was going through, you see what he did, don't put that young man right incarceration. I mean, he might, have, he might need some discipline but isn't there a big brother? Maybe he doesn't have a father at home. Okay, maybe he's acting out because of that. 
Or maybe he's trying to learn himself without having that figure around. So why don't we try to, you know, get a big brother involved or something like that. See if he can have a mentor like that. Open up a job corps. Put them in there. See what kind of profession he was really good at. Like, if someone came to me and he was um, selling drugs or something and he made a lot of money, I'm going to tell him, okay, would you like to start learning how to do accounting or something? Because it seems like you know you're good with numbers or whatever. Why don't we put that to good use? Would you like to just start doing in mathematics? Mathematics, you can go into billing, things like that. But, you know, don't do anything crooked or whatever, changing your life around. This is more money legally. And you can benefit from it. But you all don't understand, youngsters and oldsters. There was a song I heard, too, about, like, the streets. The streets are always there, okay? She don't love... She loves everybody. The street. Or he loves everybody. You know, they'll show you love for a little while, but then again, there'll be someone else that'll come around and I'll take over. You're never going to be number one all the time. You're never going to be on top. It's just... You just did something to try to get money or whatever. Do not make that a profession. Okay? That is not the right path. Start learning a trade... If not, make an invention and make whatever your tool is. If you have something at work that you're doing and it's making it harder for you, let's try to invent something to make it easier. You know, you ever heard the saying, um, like, think, okay, what was it? Think, um, like, you know, works, um, think harder or, you know, the harder you think, the less work you'll have to do. There's a smarter way to do things. The exact phrase isn't coming to my mind right now. Pardon everyone. And I know you all know it. And it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh, think smarter. You know, like, don't work harder. Think smarter, work, work less. Or whatever. Because if you can find a different way to get to the resolution, just like it was a math problem, Boom. You just skipped all that extra hard work and stuff like that because you're like, wait, I know my job or I know what I'm doing. And think harder, you know what I mean? Like, think harder, work smarter. You'll have all your standard precautions, all everything in place. If you have to have a partner with you working, Make sure they're on the same path as you so you guys don't hurt each other or anything like that in the job. But, again, on this racist thing, I love, I'm sorry I didn't do anything for Black History Month, but I wanted to see how much in my area or how much period they were going to be talking about Black History Month. There should have been a segment on almost every broadcast after, you know, like the news. Okay, now here's a little something else we want to teach you all about um, Black History Month, okay? Here was this one person, this gentleman who was a, he started from the bottom, came from the top, and he was a television host. 
and that he became more than that. But he worked for civil rights, things like that. There's so many people who go undiscovered or unheard or get their credit taken from them because someone else who might have been Caucasian or just looked like they had their family had more money, they were able to get it. And that is not, it's not all right. It's not okay. We're going to have more white idiots in office. Excuse my, you know, vernacular or thing like that. But just look what we went through with Trump. Okay? He said he helped the community out a lot, things of the such. You all didn't realize that was pretty much the purge. When they all stormed the Capitol. I don't think it was in any of the movies, but... I had the nerve to say, I'm like, wow, if fucking Trump wins again, there better be a whole bunch of riots or something like that. And the opposite happened. The man fucking lost and he sent his concubines or he sent out his quote unquote supporters. I don't want to say his KKK affiliates or whatever, but they had the nerve to say that he had a rally before. His Trump supporters stormed the Capitol. I'm surprised they didn't take the American flag down and put up the, you know, white supremacist flag and stuff. But, um, that was surreal. And they did it in a, a sacred place, too. I mean, it wasn't just sacred, sacred, but that's the White House. Come on now. Who the hell does that? That's like if they try to storm the Pentagon, but they got shot dead, shot down right away. How the heck did they get past the White House gates? How did they get it? Like they, they hopped over the gates or something? Like, I don't know. I'm not going to repeat, like, watching that bowl. That was, it seemed like another episode out of the Twilight Zone. Again, like I said, we feel like we're living in the twilight zone and the surreal life because things that are going on. In my opinion, I thought it was like a new world order that was happening. If you didn't have things in place beforehand, or if you did, you're fucked. You're screwed. Everything's up in the air. Everything's all over the place. Sometimes when you trust people, if you're disabled to be your payee or whatever... I couldn't believe it. This white man had the nerd to tell me I never had a a Wells Fargo account. I never had a Chase account. I never worked all the jobs that I did. He did. So I'm like, okay, you were getting my unemployment or something? I don't understand. You're not making sense to me. And my address was still, like, he opened up my social security papers and stuff like that and went through them and said, text me and said, um, I'm just trying to help you get your disability. I've been trying to get it for so long or whatever. I'm like, why has it been going to your house, though? I did a change of address a long time ago. And you know it's a $300 penalty for everything that's mine that you open up that's official mail. So instead of you opening it up, you should have just said, 
hey, I got a piece of your mail that came to my house. Um, do you want me to meet you somewhere and drop it off? Or, yeah, tell me the address to mail it to. I told him he could mail it to a P.O. box. That's it. And, I mean, it's really sickening because his mother, I mean, like, I had to get my cat away. And I gave it to his um, sister. What he, his sister took him. And I, at the apartment I was at, my landlord was harassing me, pretty much showing up unannounced, showed my apartment three times, <clears throat> told me to put everything, all the utilities in my name, and I even did a little investigation, and I was like, well, if I'm going to do that, you need to tell your daughter that, you know, has a quote-unquote store underneath me to turn her fucking lights off. Because she's keeping them on all day and night. And that's creating a larger utility bill for me. And I don't I don't understand you. Like, that's not okay. You, I called MedEd. And they were paying pretty much everything else is in her name. The second floor, the third floor, but not the first floor. Or the basement and the hallway, like I can control from inside my apartment. So I was like, all right. I mean, it wasn't too, too bad, but it kind of was just with her and her daughter. And yeah, it's just crazy. So, another fun fact. Not just about, you know, to go upon the racism and stuff. I've been in the medical field since before 2009. 2009 is when I started going to get certifications and stuff, but I've always, like, either helped or, you know, I just helped and watched and stuff like that. And, you know, gave people somewhat advice on healthcare or what to eat right if they're not allergic to things. So, since 2009, yes, again, I was in the healthcare field. Um, I'm a nurse also, but I had an emergency cesarean when I had my beautiful baby. And I don't regret her at all. Never. I don't regret any of my children. They're all gifts from God, and I was so appreciated, appreciative that they were given to me. Mind you, I mean, I always worked hard and stuff like that, but I always support myself. Or if my gentleman is with me, you have to pay bills too, or you're supporting as well. Um, there's not that many people I've been with who've been like that, so I either play them like a kind of like a flunky or like, you know, I realize you're just kind of like a roommate right now and I'm paying all the bills, so how about you cook or you clean, do things like that because you can't seem to get a job. And also in the area, there's only like about 9 or 10% black men that have jobs. A lot of people don't want to give them work or something 
And then if you're Hispanic, if you're not speaking enough English, they're going to give you one of those, like, weird, uh, factory jobs and then fuck around with your pay. Because they don't think you know how to look at your pay stub and say, what is all this stuff coming out of my paycheck? And first of all, you're supposed to be taking out federal and state because I'm working and I need my income tax. I don't want to be paying them instead of getting a check. Understood? So, I had an emergency cesarean where both of us died, and um, while they were resuscitating her, they cut too deep on me, and I flatlined. But I brought myself back from what they said. She said, we didn't bring you back. You came back on your own. Now, I remember a lot of traumatizing things. I guess um, I have somewhat good memory. After my cesarean and stuff, they, it was medical malpractice. They cut through, they didn't have time to do everything properly. They cut the top of my uterus. They cut through my bladder and my intestine. And then got her out. I lost two to four liters of blood and was gone. The funny thing is that um, when they said that I resuscitated myself, everyone I'd say that to was like, how do you do that? Like, like, how do you do that? And I'm looking at them like, hmm, well, if I could explain it really well, then I'd tell you, but I mean, Right now, I'm not too sure. When I was younger, I used to do more chakras and stuff like that, meditations, stones. Um, I learned, I guess you would call it crazy, but I can, you know, talk to myself in my head, things like that, or I listen to my intuitions in some cases. I had premonitions. I've had dreams. Um... I know when some people are, like, if someone's calling or coming, I can sense it or feel it. Everybody will say, like, oh, you crazy. My mom told me, stop feeling so much. And I'm like, I, I, I'm trying not to. But when other people are telling me something or if I walk past someone and I touch them and feel them, I could just feel their pain or I want to console them or whatever the case is, I guess my heart was too big. And I'm trying to be malice, but... It shit doesn't work. My weaknesses are my, my babies. And that's it. That's pretty much my weakness. My kids and not having money. So I'm constantly always trying to work or do something like that. Work, do hair, um, build something. I can, yeah, sure. No, I can put this bracket up. I can put that up. I know how to do it. I've done carpentry. I've done... Um, construction work like that in New Jersey, New York, put phone lines in, things of the such, whatever. I'm not boasting about myself, but in the cesarean, when I was in the hospital, I didn't have a bowel movement for seven days. I was eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was on all the pain medication, well, I was on pain medication. 
Um, I'm supposed to get Tylenol codeine for my back pain, and I can get it as needed. And that was, they put me on Percocets as well. So I was on all that, and it's still a softener, and I think they put me on, um, uh, well, I had severe high blood pressure after that. Excuse me. So technically, my systolic and diastolic were both over 100. The top 120, or no, it's like 145 over 160 or something else like that. And they're looking at me like, hold on, we're going to come back because I can't document that reading. It's way too high. So we're going to try to, we're going to come back, okay? Okay. Well, technically they didn't do any rounds on me. I was wheeling myself back and forth to my NICU. Well, NICU to see my daughter. I pumped enough milk to feed all of NICU, okay? Even when I had to leave because I had bronchitis, acute bronchitis or something, um... I couldn't see her, but I still pumped milk and had it sent to the hospital. They told me not to send it anymore. She had more than enough. I was like, okay, is she all right? Is everything fine with her? And they said, yeah, she's fine. Her stomach has stopped working. And that's because if well, she was premature, but I noticed that in the hospital before they did. I was feeding her and changing her, and I said, what's wrong with her stomach? Why is it getting, it doesn't look like it's the same size. Something's wrong. So they told me it was a good thing I saw that because pretty much they had to do input and output. Um, I'm guessing my breast milk when I was feeding her it was coming out too much, so I was somewhat engorging her. But I realized that not the doctors. So when I told them that, then they started putting her on input and output, and it was on a tube feed and stuff like that. It was a little bit hard, because, um, I mean, I've, I've seen other people, you know, seen it happen to other people, but not to my baby and stuff. So it was just like, oh, my God, I just want to, you know, put you in a big old pillow or, like, you know, one of those, those, like, sheep big blankets or something or like a bed and just you know or like a hoverboard or something to levitate you around you're just so precious I'm sorry like delicate and everything but um of course when she went when you know they came home and everything she came home I turned my apartment into NICU in a way like my bedroom stuff like that but um I told them that I was having complications still because I still didn't have a bowel movement when I left the hospital. I probably had it on maybe like a Monday or a Tuesday of the following week. And it was so hard. Like, I, it was the worst shit ever. And I'm, I, I eat healthy. So I, you have to be able to have a bowel movement at least like once a day or every other day or something. You can't keep all that shit inside of you when you're eating. You have to release it. If not, the toxins stay in your body and cause other things that could be a problem. So they told me that I was going to have to be on, like, Miralax or stool softeners the rest of my life. And I'm like, 
what are you talking about? That's unrealistic for just a cesarean. And she told me that if my stitches, if I got pregnant again, my stitches would erupt and it would be me or baby. So that freaked me out as well. But um, I heal heal kind of fast. So like the day after, when I woke up, she checked my patch and she said, wow, you're healed already. Interesting. But at my first visit, you know, after you have a baby, they put me in a psych ward because I said, they're like, oh, you're healed nicely. I'm like, yeah, but what about all this bruising above it? Like, what is this? What's going on there? And I'm having problems with going to the bathroom. I asked for my pain medication again, and they put me in the psych ward. Now, in my opinion, this city was supposed to help me fight the Reading Hospital and stuff like that. But instead, they fought me to take my family from me. I... When they told me I had to go see mental health people, stuff like that, so I got put on a whole bunch of mental medication, even though I know that something was wrong. Um, they tried to say all types of stuff. Pretty much, I've been in a stunt dummy for all like different things. So I had a colonoscopy not that long ago, and I found out that. I had a hernia. Like, I have an abdominal hernia. So, there you go, people. That's what the Reading Hospital did with my medical malpractice as far as my cesarean goes. I have a hernia from that procedure. And when they could have went in and fixed it properly, they were just like stool softeners the rest of my life. Oh, you're okay. But... It's all in my head. No, it wasn't all in my head. I need a proper lawyer to sue. I need one licensed in this state and another state that can take on because I even called the bar and they told me I didn't have the case and stuff like that. So I did paperwork and stuff. I'm like, I have to represent myself. But again, some of these judges have been in office for longer than expected because the one woman that I got, the judge that I got full custody of my son back from, I don't think she remembered me years later after I was on, you know, they put me on mental medication and all types of shit. But I was saying there's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. I was refusing to take that mental medication because there's nothing wrong with my mental. It was physical. When they took my whole family, yeah, started becoming mental. You took everything I worked for, everything I sacrificed. Even with a dislocated back, I still went into health care. I still went into stuff like that because I had kids and I had to provide for them. And they deserve everything and anything. And I had to teach them from right and wrong. My kids deserve the same thing your white kids do. My kids deserve, I deserve the same thing you have because I work my ass off. Always worked my ass off and I have no family in this state. The only family I had in this state are in-laws and you know they're not going to represent me or, you know, cheer me on or anything like that. 
And so, I, oh my goodness, why'd you do this? Why'd you call the cops on him? Why'd you do that? Like, where's your mental at? If somebody puts their hands on me or somebody's doing the wrong thing, I'm going to call the cops. And, again, that doesn't make any difference out here because calling the cops ain't shit. A second, like, I called the cop when I lived in this one place. I was getting attacked by my daughter's father when I was pregnant. He choked me because I told him, I'm like, yo, I don't think you're, I'm going to allow you to come to my um, birthing place, you know, when I go into labor because I want someone with me that I trust. Right now you have um, someone else pregnant, you know what I mean? But you were with me first, and I guess you left to go with somebody who was in housing or whatever. And I think he took some of my money, too. But whatever, he's going to say he didn't. But it's funny because we did have a car together, and when I came back from New York to Pennsylvania, the girl had the nerve to say, that's not your car. That's my car. I said, no, bitch, that's my car. If you want to do a fire, like, you can go do one of those uh, Firefoxes or Fox reports or whatever to see who the previous owner of the car was. And honestly, I'm uplifting the people. But now when a woman is not looking up or is not trying to help out or anything like that or it seems so malice, you're just like the rest of them. And when I mean the rest of them, you're a part of the people who suppress. You're a part of the people who cause depression. You're a part of the people who cause aggression and everything. You're not helping. We're supposed to be in a unified, we're supposed to be somewhat unified. Get up and go outside, hi, how you doing? Have a good day, things like that. Just because that person might have needed it, you know? You don't know what the fuck they're going through, but America keeps, there's a form of still being enslaved as a worker, as a tenant, or anything like that. Shit that I've gone through out here with these landlords, I can't believe it. It's fucking surreal. But, hey. It happens, and I guess I gotta just suck it up and take it, right? Well, now everyone's gonna hear about it. So, yeah. I'm trying to find that recording, too, when she called me a moron when she came into my house on July 13th. You had to do a fucking inspection in quarantine? No, bitch, she didn't, okay? You shocked the shit out of my daughter and everything. And you walked through my house with a man who was not an inspector. And was taking your time. I had to put my finger on the man's back so he can actually, like, rush to get out. Because he was just... I'm going to take my time. Oh, yeah, I have this little measuring thing. I put it on the window right here. And boom, it measured. That was the inspection. 
That's not a fucking inspection. Come on now. Bitch just wanted to bother me. She didn't want to go bother the people on the second floor. Because that's her family member. And on the third floor, there was two big black men and a black woman. So who do you think they fucking with first? Hmm? Who do you think's expandable? Hmm? Little old me. I'm tired of it. I don't want to have to find a roommate or live with someone else and stuff like that. I get phobias now. Everything's been taken from me. So I think that people are, they might take my stuff more. I've been robbed so many times. And then my kids were robbed from me. The funny thing is they gave them to people. They gave them to the person who, they gave my kids PTSD, shit like that. You can't pick mommy. You have to pick somebody else. Stop picking mommy. Pick someone else. And from the dysfunction from the other person, man, I didn't want to have to deal with him and his fucking baby mother. Like, yo, I'm good. It's fine. I don't need your $68 a month, okay? I got it. My, my bitch G. Complaining to me why she always wearing Jordans or why she always wearing this. Why are you complaining for? Why are you not wearing Jordans or why are you not wearing this? Why are you didn't give me the money to get it? Like, come on. People take your kindness all the time for weakness because they're like, yeah, that bitch will do it if I say it. Or I'm a. If you want this one, you gotta take the other two also. Like, the fuck I look like your babysitter? No. So, excuse me if you guys start getting a belligerent, mean person, but now I'm going to start being like the same way. No, I'm not buying your other bitch no clothes. Or I'm not buying this one, that one. And I was paying $468 a month. Oh, excuse me, $498 a month in fucking child support. But I never got it. They said I owe $10,000. Could that be arrears that y'all might owe me too? <laughs> This city's fucked. Stop sending the youngsters to jail. Put them in programs. Put them in, not juvenile programs, juvenile facilities. Put them in job corps. Put them, give them mentors. Show them there's a different way besides just being imprisoned. All right? And honestly, all you judges and officials who own BCP, that's a conflict of interest also. That's where all the taxpayer money is going to. Or where? To the streets that you guys keep putting pavement, you know, tar on. But every time there's a snowstorm or whatever, all that shit gets uprooted. Because you guys don't want to remove the cobblestones underneath. Harriet Tubman came out here. Underground Railroad is in a lot of these people's houses in their basement, and they don't even realize it. You're actually walking the same paths that she did sometimes, or the same tunnel. So, if you might, people who believe in spiritual things, some of them are still there. Just do a nice little blessing to let them go.
And there's a museum out here that still has the Underground Railroad and the shackles in them. I wanted to take a tour of it because it's like a little Amish one too. You can see how the Amish work, how they live. And then you can see the Underground Railroad with uh, shackles, stuff. These were the slaves that were here. Like, okay. I'm starting to wonder if this is where they killed her at. Sorry. But... There's so many things that we've had to overcome and still are having to overcome. Stop suppressing everyone. Stop. Live unified. You know what utopia is in a way? As far as everyone can have the same thing. Everyone can live lovely, luxuriously, and peaceful. You want this? Okay, we can work hard for it or we can get it. You can get anything you want. The universe is your limit. It's all my little mama. black girls, black boys, Hispanic boys, Hispanic girls. Don't ever let nobody tell you no. You can do whatever you want or can as far as in the right path, entrepreneurship or anything. Okay? Now, they're not teaching you the right stuff in school. At home, you can learn some other stuff as well. If you believe in God, God bless. Love, peace, and blessings. Everyone stay unified. Have a great day.